Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 4, Episode 27, as the New York Rangers bounce back and they get a nice win against the Columbus Blue Jackets after a horrible, upsetting, disgusting loss against the the lowly Montreal Canadiens, who actually have been playing pretty good hockey. They have won two in a row, I think, against the... Uh, Winnipeg Jets, they got a win, and they beat the Rangers, obviously. So maybe that loss doesn't look as bad today as it did then. So uh, there's a lot to kind of cover a little bit. And yeah, uh, no Andy. He had a dish that exploded in his oven. And uh, yeah, so he's dealing with that. So it's I'm ripping a solo, but don't worry. I'm not going to be just 30 minutes here of negative New York Rangers talk. I think... I think we'll wait for tomorrow's game to go by to find out who we truly are. And, you know, the Rangers faced a must-win game against the Columbus Blue Jackets, and they were able to win. They got to an early lead, uh, 2-0. Actually, well, you know, they got 3-0 lead, and then, you know, they gave up a late goal in the third period when, you know, Columbus was trying to really push back and uh, play, you know, a little bit of a prideful game there in the third period but we handled business and uh yeah you know we outshot them um we actually scored a power play goal which was beautiful and nice we only went one for five instead of over five so that that was good right uh yeah so there's uh some things to be you know be happy about panarin no goals no assists no points even uh one hit no shots on goal no takeaways no giveaways, uh, 20 minutes of hockey, five minutes and 43 seconds on the power play. Guy makes over 11 million and basically put up a zero. looks like the matrix when he, uh, when he's out there because it just, he's not producing. So, uh, yeah, but that's besides the point. We'll, we'll be positive here. I promise. I promise. I know I keep saying it and then bring up something negative, but, um, you know, we're going to find out what the New York Rangers are made of. Um, you know, I thought the Rangers played dominating hockey against the Columbus Blue Jackets, who are a bottom, bottom feeding team. And I know the Rangers had a tough loss. Uh, Andy, I think, mentioned that they a bunch of them had the stomach flu on Sunday, which I wasn't aware of. 
uh, Sunday being meaning the uh, Montreal game. So, you know, if they were able to bounce back and get a very good win, uh, much needed two points in regulation against the Columbus Blue Jackets team, a team that you must have. Um, Halak gets another win. Uh, he played solid when he had to. And those games are always tough for goalies. I, I, it was tough for me to watch him because it would be like he would not have anything come his way for, you know, five, ten minutes at a time. I think I, I either second or third period, I don't even think they got their first shot until over ten minutes into the period. So, yeah, um, you know, the Blue Jackets really only put pressure on them in the third, late in third. Um, you know, Rangers were perfect on a PK, which was nice. Um, you know, cause obviously they got some guys that can play with the and, and Patrick line is obviously a sniper. So, you know, they got some players, uh, it was nice to see, you know, them be perfect on the PK and not really give anything, uh, to the blue jackets. They got, you know, they got one goal, but it is what it is. You know, teams are going to score. They still NHLers and it was Andrew peak. I think who was a South Kent boy. Uh, my alma mater. So, uh, yeah. Um, what should we talk about first? Um, okay, let's talk about the upcoming game because I think that's the most important. Uh, Boston is going to be a tough battle. And when you're listening to this, we play Boston tonight. Um, we play them at home. It's one of those games where you don't want to look too much into it, but I really do think it's going to say a lot about the Rangers. Um, you know, this team is 34, 5, and 4 with 72 points already, which is a joke. Um, yeah, at home, they're 21, 1, and 3. Away, they're 13, 4, and 1. They're 7, 1, and 2 in their last 10. And that's like them, I guess, struggling. Um, yeah, it's just absolutely bizarre. Uh, they won their last two games blowout fashion, I believe. Uh, I think they beat like the Flyers like six nothing or something. So yeah, the New York Rangers are going to have to play a full sixty minute game. They're going to have to take advantage if they get a man advantage. They cannot go one for five. That's a game where you got to go three for five. That's when you got to start feeling yourself. That's when you got to get a ton of shots on goal. Not sure who the Bruins are going to put in goal yet, but it doesn't really matter because you have to play exactly the same. You have to get shots. You have to get rebounds. It can't be just a one and done, you know, Boston gathers the puck and then it's out of the zone already. The New York Rangers have to have constant pressure. They have to swarm the puck. They have to, you know, take advantage of any power play that they get. And they're going to have to expect Igor to stand on his head. And that's what it's going to take to beat the best team in hockey. And, you know, I'm not totally sold. You know, I'm not totally sold on their bottom six. I'm not totally sold on their defense. I think they're just a really good team. They have the best line in hockey. And it's just a team that is perfect. They just play perfect every single night. And it, it's not to say that they're unbeatable, but it, it's going to take a team that's perfect to beat them. And the New York Rangers are certainly capable. We have the goaltending. Our defense are you know, joining the play, they're producing offensively. Uh, you know, I also think they're kind of playing, you know, pretty good defense as well. Team defense too. And, you know, I, I just think that the New York Rangers forwards and their all-stars are going to have to step up and, and play. And I'm looking at guys like Panarin, Benajad, you know, even though I'm going to throw Kako in the loop too here, like th this is what you guys are paid for. 
you know, obviously not Kako, but, you know, Zabanejad, Panarin, you two on the front end are going to have to bear the load. You're going to have to produce and not produce as in just generate shots. You're going to have to produce goals, points. So, yeah, the New York Rangers are going to have their work cut out for them because they're just not doing that consistently enough right now. And, you know, you can say what you want. Um, you know, for the New York Rangers, this has been a, a solid start to the 2023. But at the end of the day, the New York Rangers know they have another gear. We as fans know they have another gear. And we expect them to, you know, be that team that went to the Eastern Conference final. We expect them, you know, to be more consistent than what they are right now. And, you know, to start the month, I appreciate the win against, you know, Carolina, the comeback win against Minnesota, the win against Dallas. You know, um, you know, they split with the Canadians and that, that sucks. But, you know, we'll leave it up to the, the stomach bug. You know, they beat Columbus. They had to take care of business. Um, you know, they went into overtime against the Devils. I think that's a bad loss, but they still got a point against, you know, one of the best teams in the NHL. So, you know, at the end of the day, you got to take, you know, what you get at this point. It's a grind in the season. It's mid-January. Guys are probably sick. They're banged up. They're just exhausted. Um, you know, the all-star break, you know, will be coming up soon. But they got to finish out this month strong. They play four really, really tough teams. Obviously, Boston tonight, if you listen to this. And then they have three days off. And then they play the Florida Panthers, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and the Vegas Golden Knights on my birthday. So chalk that up for a loss, guaranteed. Uh, yeah, so we, we have a huge battle ahead of us. Four games, eight po- possible points, and the New York Rangers are going to have to find a way to at least, the minimum, get four. You know, they have to go two and two here. And if you lose against Boston, you have to go two and one in the, those last three games because Florida's definitely beatable. There's no reason you can't beat Toronto. You know, yeah, they got some offensive punch, but they're they're a middle of a pack team. Fuck them. You know, we're better than them. We can be better than them. And the Vegas Golden Knights, we had their number, but they were injured. Eichel's back, um, you know, uh, playing with them. And, you know, again, the Vegas Golden Knights are going to have to, uh, you know, come into our building and play a little bit of a revenge game against us. And we're going to have to weather that storm. So, you know, I think over the next, you know, two weeks here, I'd say that the New York Rangers are going to be battle tested. They're going to have to find out what they're made of. And, you know, this is where you could slip in the standings or you can, you know, climb up and maybe take advantage against uh, or maybe take advantage of a, maybe a slower, uh, you know, play of you know, maybe the New Jersey Devils lose a couple games. Heaven forbid, you know, they're only 7-2-1 also in their last 10 and they've won five in a row, which is just obnoxious. Um, hold on. Little peppermint tea here. Ooh. It's it's lower, so the bag is like now just soaking in the little bit of water I have left in there. Man, oh man. Uh okay. Yeah, so you know, again, Toronto playing basically five hundred hockey uh in their last ten. We definitely beat them. And you know, the Vegas Golden Knights, again, five hundred hockey. You know, it's tough right now. It's tough for all of these teams, you know. Um you know, some teams are going to find, you know, find it difficult, you know, uh, to be consistent when they have a couple guys injured. And, you know, the New York Rangers are going through that, too. You know, with Chris Kreider, 
uh, out for a couple games. I don't know if he's going to be back for the Boston game, but honest to God, at this point, just sit him. Don't don't play him against Boston. If there's nothing good will come out of it. It's not like he's going to come in and score a hat trick for us, uh, you know, and, and get the win. Just rest him and let's gear up for. Well, let Kreider gear up. Excuse me. Geez, for Florida, he'll get three more days of rest and, you know, hopefully be back ready to go against Florida. Unless it's really serious and he's going to be out like for the rest of the, the month and, and into the All-Star break. Because I think the All-Star break is, yeah, it's like the end of January, beginning of February. So, um, yeah, again, it'll be, you know, a, a huge test. And then, you know, once February starts, you know, the Rangers are back on the 6th. So. And they're they're at home against you know some of the teams out west, so Calgary, Vancouver, and Seattle. Yeah, it's just it's it's yeah. There's nothing left really to say about you know you know them stepping up to the plate. Uh, so I think they they just have to get the job done one game at a time. Here we got the Boston Bruins tonight. Uh, I think every Ranger fan is really seeing what they have, and it's going to be interesting to see who rises to the occasion. You know, is Panarin going to rise to the occasion? Is Zibanejad going to be, you know, an actual leader? Uh, can Igor stand on his head and steal a game for us? We're going to find that out. Um, yeah, okay. So for the New York Rangers, uh, one of the rumors swirling around is the possible trade to bring in a Timo Meyer. From the San Jose Sharks. Uh, kind of a wild card. Was not expecting that name to be floating around. Uh, I don't know how they're going to pull that off. I mean, he's a $10 million player. Uh, we would have to shed a contract here. Uh, I don't know who it would be. Um, you know, an even swap. Right? I mean, let's see. Right now, we're going to have a projected cap space of $1.2 million. Um, I'm just trying to see current cap space is 2.6. So I don't, I don't know all the cap rules. Uh, you know, I think Andy probably has a better grasp. I just don't really see how we could afford him at all unless we shed a huge contract. And by huge, I mean like a Truba, a Panarin, a Kreider, a Kreider would be like, it's not like we can get rid of Sammy Blay and all of a sudden bring in a $10 million player. So I don't even know how this is even going to be possible. And is it even going to, and even if it is, is it worth it just for one year? Because I don't think we're a Timo Meyer away from winning the Stanley Cup. I mean, he would certainly help but, and improve our team. But I feel like there's, I'd rather, you know, tweak, you know, make a couple more tweaks rather than just one big one. But uh, who knows? I mean, again, I, I've said a million times I'd rather a Ryan O'Reilly if we're going to go down that road. Um, the guy's battle tested. He knows what it takes to win in the playoffs. I think he'd be excited to, to be a New York Ranger. I think it's exactly kind of what we need. A guy, you know, no bullshit type of guy. A guy that's, you know, got a lot of character. But I just think he'd be a perfect fit for here. The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for wildcard round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. 
Plus, all new and existing customers can get no sweat bet each day of the wildcard round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. That's action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah, otherwise, I don't know how we're going to... I'm looking. I'm literally looking at the you know our cap space right now, and I just don't see how that's even possible. So I don't even think that there's any legs to this rumor. I just think it was just a name being thrown out there, maybe to get other teams' ears perked up, being like, what, when the Rangers are going after Timo Meyer, maybe we should make a move. You know, maybe we should grab him. You know, uh, Devils could probably afford him. They probably have a million dollars or, or a million. They probably have like $50 million under the cap space. I'm sure they have plenty of room. If they're going to sign Goudreau, man, oh man. Uh, yeah, what are we going to do with this cap? But anyway, um, again, moving forward. I'll, uh, you know, some of the younger guys are going to have to step up here. We can't just bring in guys to expect us to score goals. We're going to have to score five on five goals. We're going to have to score power play goals. Um, I think we all understand that Lafreniere is not going to be able to get the job done on the power play. He's not going to get the job done on the first line. Has he played better? Maybe a little bit, but he stinks. He's just flat out. He's just not cut out to be a dominant player in this in this league. I think if he worked on his speed, if he works on decision making, if he works on puck protection and just have that initial burst of speed that he just does not have any of, I think he can turn into a decent NHL hockey player, but he is certainly not going to be a 80-point player. I think he tops out maybe in his career at 50 points unless something drastic changes because I just don't see it with this kid. I really don't. Um, he makes weird faces almost like he's you ever like, I don't know if I did, I've done this before, but I've seen it happen. You know, when like someone makes a really stupid play and they almost like pretend that they're hurt. Like, like if, if someone like was coming down, they made a really bad play and they got hit and they knocked down. They almost like get up slowly and like, like laugh it off. And they're like, they're like limping, but they're not really, you can tell they're not actually hurt. They're just really embarrassed and are trying to like act like they made a mistake, but they're really just hurt. And that's why it happened. If that makes any friggin' sense at all, I can just envision it. I can't really describe it. That's what I feel like he is all the time. Like he's like, I feel like he's just almost like a little bit of a, like a jokester because he's trying to like, like dece- like, no, like hide the fact that he just stinks. So he's kind of like doing weird things. I don't know. I just don't like the kid right now. I really don't. I don't, I don't think he's, I, f- I feel like Kako, that kid is 24-7 hockey is going through his head. I think he's extremely hard on himself, but I think he's gotten much better. And I think he gets better by the game. He just, his puck control, his ability to make plays now is just so much better. I mean, how many times have we heard, oh, what a pass by Kako. Like he's really turning into a first line, bona fide first line right winger that we desperately need. So, um, yeah, it's just like 
it's just the tale of two cities right here. Tale of two kids, you know, the first and second overall picks just heading down completely different paths. One's getting a lot worse and one's getting a lot better. So, um, and Vitaly Krasov's doing pretty well too. Man, that kid's up and down the lineup. I, I don't think he really deserves to come off that second line um, playing with Panarin. But, you know, he's the best player on that line sometimes. And, and you know, I give this kid credit because I really didn't think he was going to be able to bounce back. I, his injury scared me in the beginning of the season. But maybe he just needed to really get some reps in and, and get used to things because he's turning into a fine hockey player. He's, he's doing perfectly fine. This is his real first season. He had a lot of pressure on himself. And, you know, for this kid to be up and down the lineup, playing first line, second, third, fourth line, being scratched, you know, he doesn't know what the hell's up and which, which is down. So I give this kid a lot of credit for what he's been able to do for the New York Rangers. And, you know, Frank, quite frankly, we need this kid. You know, we need this kid in this lineup. And, you know, he, he hasn't, you know, exactly produced crazy analytics and, and numbers but here's a kid that i feel like he's trying got a nice goal the other night um he's doing a lot of good things he's able to move the puck he's noticeable out there which is like hard to believe um yeah so i'm I'm really liking this kid if we're talking about players that would have to leave the new york rangers in order to make uh you know team, obviously i I just don't see a reality where Mika, Panarin, Kreider, Vinny, Barclay, Kako are, are go. And I don't see a world for a defense that Adam Fox, Truba, Lindgren, Miller leave. I can see them being weird and trading Schneider. I don't know why. And I, I would not do it, but, and then obviously they're not going to trade our goaltenders. Um, yeah, but I could see Lafreniere in a trade. I absolutely could see that. I mean, really, what ties do we have to him other than he's a first round pick? He's de- digressed here for us this season. Uh, he's already 21 years old. And I say already 21 years old because, uh, you know, we should see something by now. We really should. Um, and, you know, for the New York Rangers, we desperately need production from guys like him. So um, if you're going to bring in a, a bona fide NHL hockey player that's a $10 million player, I would imagine we're going to have to lump together a group of guys and get them off this roster to make room for them. Um, and oh, Lafreniere is an ELC, but that's, you know, another bit close to a million dollars off the books and maybe an intriguing piece in a trade. Uh, Sammy Blay, 1.5 million out of here. So right now I'm at two and a half million. Um, you know, Jake Lashishin, that's a tough name, man. There's no vowel in the middle there. So it's just straight Lashishin. I guess the sometimes why, but it, there's an E in there. But uh, yeah, he would go. Oh, Jesus. It's the baby monitor. I apologize. Um, yeah, Jake Lashishin. Uh, there's there's 770,000 out of here. Uh, Brzezinski, actually he could stay. I kind of like him. And then, you know, realistically, I, 
I, I really don't know how this how this would work. I really don't. I don't think it's going to work. I think we should all just forget about it. I really don't. I don't understand this. So um, unless they retain an insane amount, but I think you're only allowed to retain a certain percentage. So that's it. Um, anything else to talk about? Anything else to talk about? Um, yeah, you know. Andy and I were talking about the playoffs and, you know, obviously you never want to pick your own poison, but if you are to pick, pick your own poison and the path that you'd have to go down, if you're a division winner, you're Boston and let's just say Carolina, since they're in first right now, uh, that could flip flop with the devils in one game. So, you know, either Carolina or the devils and then Boston. I don't really want to play Washington or Pittsburgh. If you're the Devils, you'd want the number two seed. You're going to beat the Rangers. Like, you have their number. Uh, hometown rival. You play really well against them. You know, you can come back. Hughes owns Igor. There's really nothing to fear if you're in New Jersey playing against the Rangers. But let's just say you, you take number one seed. Do you really want to play Washington? Or Pittsburgh. A healthy Pittsburgh is scary. And a healthy Washington is scary. Especially with some of the goaltending that uh, Washington has been getting. Out of Lindgren, his brother. Alright, done with the peppermint tea. That was awful. Um, good breath, though. Uh, yeah, so, you know, again. And then, <clears throat> if you're the Devils, you'd play the New York Rangers. And then, let's just say... Let's just say hypothetically, Carolina wins. You'd have to play Carolina, um, you know, which would be a fantastic series. A lot of the East matchups would be great. But even if you're Boston, do you really want to play, you know, Washington or Pittsburgh? I mean, that's a shit first draw. I mean, obviously Boston is a lot better than those teams, but I would not want to play them. If I'm Boston, I want. I realistically want to play Toronto, a team that doesn't really, you know, doesn't really play a ton of defense. Um, they give up a good amount of goals, uh, you know, and, you know, they depend on, you know, their high octane, you know, scoring to get them out of game. So, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I just feel like the, the two wild cards are going to be scary. And let's just say, hypothetically, the Rangers drop to a wild card. If I'm one of these teams, I wouldn't want to play the Rangers first round either. They're the team that just marched to the Eastern Conference final. Um, you know, and especially you don't know what their team looks like going into the playoffs, but you know, a team that went to the Eastern Conference final now slips to a wild card with virtually the same team, same leadership, same all stars, you know, and maybe have a, a few more key pieces than they do right now. I, man, I, the, the East is an absolute gauntlet, whereas I feel like the West is so scattered, it's ridiculous. Like, is anyone afraid like Dallas? And this is just crazy because this is just how I don't watch Western, you know, West Coast hockey from uh, unless, you know, the Rangers, Devils or Islanders are really playing them. Um, and I flip them on. But Dallas, Dallas doesn't scare me. Winnipeg doesn't scare me. You know, Minnesota the other night doesn't really scare me. Vegas, they better be healthy. Otherwise, they don't scare me. You know, I think they're a very good team. But I question their health, and they stink on home ice. So uh, Seattle doesn't scare me. I mean, Seattle, 
Actually, if there was a West Coast team that scares me, Seattle might be it because I feel like they're just one of those ho hum teams that are just going to grind out grind out wins, and maybe the playoffs actually fits fits them better than the regular season, you know. Or it could be the total opposite; they could get swept in the first round after having successful. But I, again, it's just a question mark on this this team. I feel like they're like the Rangers would have no no problem facing facing off against them. Yellow Kings. You know, they're in third place and they've given up more goals than they've scored. Like, really, the fucking Kings are in third third seed in the Pacific. And then the wild cards you have right now, you have Edmonton and Calgary. And, you know, I'll throw, you know, Colorado's going to be in the mix. Do you imagine winning the division and you had to play a healthy Colorado Avalanche in the first round? I, I still do think, you know, Colorado figures it out. But, you know, at the end of the day, I just, I look at the West compared to the East. East is like, who the fuck do you want to play in the first round? The West, I wouldn't be scared. That's going to be, a, I would argue that no one, I mean, I guess it's hard to have a perfect bracket, but just the Western Conference, who the hell knows is going to win these series? Like right now, Winnipeg and Minnesota, I'd lean Winnipeg, but who the hell knows, you know? Vegas, Edmonton, I think it would be them. Yeah, Vegas, Edmonton, that's a toss-up. You know, Calgary, Dallas, toss-up, my opinion. You know, King, Seattle, toss-up, lean Seattle. I have no freaking clue. And then the East is so, like, I feel like all these teams have a legit chance to make a run. I really do. You know, I, I could see the Devils getting hot, being able to outscore some of their problems, you know, especially if they get good goaltending. Carolina could win the cup easy. Boston, obviously, you know, Toronto is due for a run. They can beat any team with that offense. If that's clicking, forget it. It's game over. Tampa Bay, you know what they got. You know, they just went to the Stanley Cup final. If they're healthy, again, a scary team. Vasilevsky, you know, healthy in net. You know, it, it's just... I feel like a gauntlet. Healthy Washington team is going to be a pain in the ass to play against. And a healthy Pittsburgh team with Sid the Kid is going to be a pain in the ass team to play against. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the New York Rangers, Boston Bruins tonight. Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, you know, I, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope the New York Rangers don't, don't let us down. And I'm not just talking about winning and losing the game. You know, I want to see how the New York Rangers came out against Boston, you know, like the first period of the first time they played them. Uh, that first game against Boston, excellent first period, went toe-to-toe with them, and then just the wheels fell off, and we just could not keep up with them. You know, uh, New York Rangers need to be better than that. They need to play a full 60-minute game. They need to get shots on net. They need to get rebounds, take advantage of the power play. You need to go at least 50% on the power play, otherwise you will not win this game. You need to, you know, be perfect on the PK. Otherwise, you will not win this game. Igor has to play out of his mind or we will not win this game. There can't be any soft goals because they will torture us with a lead and we will never get anything going offensively. And our all-stars need to fucking play like all-stars and, you know, put a a few pucks in the net. Five on five, power play, it doesn't matter. Put the fucking puck in the net and let's get two points against the Bruins and bring back my faith, the fans' faith, that the New York Rangers can get back to the Eastern Conference Final because they we can beat anybody. 
And, uh, you know, our season starts tonight against the Boston Bruins. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod. And please rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.